0: The final score, Shrewsbury Town 0, Wrexham 1. (laughs) Wrexham's reward is an away tie at Blackburn Rovers, so I think that's pretty good, actually. Nice, big-sized crowd, historic club, close enough for fans to get to easily. A good reward for an excellent derby win. Wrexham going into this, of course, a division below Shrewsbury, and with plenty on the agenda to try and make up for, not least that last visit there when we were beaten and virtually left to relegation. And this one, well, both sides picked full-strength teams, no rotation, both unchanged from their New Year's Day wins, and Shrewsbury started fast. They got at us in our own half, they forced us backwards, they pressed really hard in our half, and for the first half hour, it was a real battle. And this is part of why this was an impressive win for Wrexham, I thought, because we dug in, we fought, and we made sure that we stayed in the game. Although Shrewsbury and have been complaining quite loudly after the match of the chances they've missed, well, you know, the way to fix that is not to miss your chances, isn't it? Let's be honest here, they did miss those chances. And it's got to be said, apart from one very obvious exception in the first half, an awful lot of their chances were actually shots from outside on the edge of the area, which they, you know, is a sign of good defending. They also had a great chance... At the end, in injury time, that's a different matter. But the first half, like I said, Shrewsbury came at Wrexham, but actually didn't carve out that many clear chances. And in fact, the one they did create in the first 15 minutes was down to a mistake at the back. Fletcher looking to lay the ball off to Ford in the Wrexham penalty area, but under his is trying to be a little bit cute and play a bit of a no look pass, It was intercepted by Benning, who pulled the ball back. Dunkley, 10 yards out, struck the ball on target, but a good block by O'Connor deflected it away from goal. It was almost exactly the spot that O'Connor would score from in the second half, but on this occasion, the deflection was kind to the goalkeeper. And Wrexham came forwards and had a couple of decent half chances. Fletcher feeding Mullen nicely. He drove through the middle, tried to hit a curler, didn't quite keep it down. And then also a half chance, Tozer hurling in a long throw. The Keeper Morosi coming over the top of the crowd punched it, but not with great distance. And it dropped at the edge of the area to Cannon, who splashed it straight back in. Really well struck shot on target. Excellent block by Che Dunkley in front of his goalkeeper. Or looking at you know, looking at the replay of it again could easily have been a goal. Another opportunity then came for Shrewsbury. Good thinking, a quick throw in, sending Bennett down the right hand side. He swept in across Clueth did well to get there ahead of Shipley but the ball bounced off Clueth's Midworth I must admit at first I thought he'd been a little hesitant and um but actually it came at a very awkward height I think he had to try and take a touch but Shipley came round the back of him and was really sharp and managed to toe poke it towards goal from six yards out however he didn't get any direction on it and it was not that powerful either and a comfortable catch for a conqueror Shrewsbury kept again having these having opportunities a breakaway shipley feeding uh, benning and when he fed it inside back to shipley he swept a glorious cross and here was that massive first half chance subo attacking the far post completely unmarked but he blazed it over the bar and i think the problem for him is he's sprinting in he's got to take it high speed on the run and it's bounced up and hit him on the shin in fact looking at the replays pretty high up the shin Almost on his knee, and he just can't control it, and it just flies off him and over the bar. Glorious opportunity. I've got to say again, though, that the value of a Conquorn goal. He's such a big guy, and he's got no chance of getting to that brilliant cross, but he gets across his goal so quickly and makes himself big. And Subo Valley, well, quite apart from the fact it's a difficult height as it just skips up at him, has also got this massive guy hurling himself at it. And the temptation then is always to try and go over him, but wow. It's uh, it's a glorious chance anyway, which is missed. I came in the twenty sixth minute, and that was pretty much the last noteworthy attempt of the first half. And part of that was because Wrexham started to regain their equilibrium, uh, pardon, equilibrium. a bit started to be a bit tighter in the midfield. Well, no, maybe that's a bit unfair. Um, Shrewsbury, when they got at us, the midfield are dropping off, defending the back three really well. We were looking good on the breakaway but weren't quite getting the final pass in. Often Mullen and Fletcher were having to break away on their own uh, because we were so bedded in and defending. But like I said, there weren't that many good chances, just that Subowali one, really, for Shrewsbury. And we started to get in it and started to control possession a bit more as the half wore on. Subowali was uh, having a hell of a duel with O'Connor on the Shrewsbury right and his energy and his willingness to get chase everything to pop up in little unexpected places was an issue. Likewise, Shipley on the left-hand side was putting in a really good shift and was providing decent quality when he was coming forwards. Bowman was at war with Tozer. Bowman, a big target man who we were interested in before the takeaway, winning a lot of headers, but having said that, the wide players weren't really running off him. And when the ball was coming into the box, areas where Bowman could really cause havoc, the header tozer handled him extremely well so it was interestingly balanced their wing backs got forwards really well also the second half starts off with another opportunity for shrewsbury coming on the breakaway lee trying to get to a pass from mullin but it was just under hit excellent interception anderson went charging down the pitch drove the cross in o'connor could only get a foot onto it and tee it out to Perry on the edge of the box again, and he lashed it over the bar. Then Wrexham coming forwards, McLean with an excellent ball round the back, which put Feeney completely off balance. He failed as he tried to intercept. Mullen racing round the back from a tight angle with little support, drove in a powerful shot. Morosi fumbled it and was able to get away with it as a as Mullin closed in for a second attempt. Mullin had been excellent. Fletcher wasn't getting that much change out of the centre-backs. The centre-backs, I thought, did a good job in the air. But Mullin was really bothering them. He was constantly, waspishly buzzing around them, trying to get at them, forcing mistakes. He won a couple of corners and long throws, and he was just always looking to get off the shoulder of the defenders, and they knew that they'd be in trouble if he got bars them. There were a couple of desperate interceptions, and Mullen's liveliness was really encouraging for Wrexham as was McLean's keenness to actually feed him and in the middle of all this I've got to say Evans in the midst of the crowd in midfield was supremely calm in the way that he used the ball Wrexham starting to get back into the game in the second half starting to have more of the ball in the Shrewsbury half he and Lee doing an excellent job in terms of use of the ball cannon as well tigerish and fighting away and Wrexham started to to improve, although in a 66-minute bolt out of the blue, should have possibly been behind. Benning, a left wing-back, brilliantly intercepted on the halfway line and charged at the ex- exposed Wrexham defence. Tozer came to meet him, and Benning, I think more to luck than actual judgment, managed to nutmeg him and found himself on the edge of the day and hit the most beautiful shot with the outside of his left foot, which curled over a concord, couldn't get near it, hit the bar and bounced away. Remarkable let-off for Wrexham. Superb play by Benning. Wrexham, though, within a minute, should have scored themselves. McLean tearing down a left flank, pulling in a great cross. Lee totally unmarked, eight yards out. Glorious chance, off balance. He slashed it way over the bar. A heck of an opportunity. And after that came maybe the key little moments of the match. Because Phil Parkinson made two excellent substitutions that gave Wrexham more attacking thrust. And it's got to be said, Matt Taylor made two substitutions that I think sucked a lot of the momentum out of Shrewsbury. So Wrexham brought off Ford, who'd done a solid job at right wing back, but, and got some good early crosses in, but as the game was worrying on, wasn't getting as much supply into the box. Brought Ryan Barnett on against his old team. And then also Fletcher came off. He'd had a very heavy fall just before he came off and was limping quite badly. And Sam Dolby came on. Barnett and Dolby would really freshen things up. Taylor, meanwhile, rather bewilderingly, well, he took off Sobowale. Now, I've got to say, in the second half, that duel with O'Connor was decided. O'Connor took control of him. In the second half, Sobowale was very, very quiet. O'Connor was excellent. And so he was brought off. But also Benning, the left-back, who just hit the bar, was brought off. And I couldn't understand that. He'd pulled in a good cross in the first half, which led to a chance. he just hit the bar. He was really strong defensively. And like I said, Ford wasn't getting that many crosses in from that side of the pitch. They put Shipley, who'd been lively up front, back at wing-back. So they lost some of his thrust. And they also put you know, a well, less robust defender from what I've seen of them than Benning at left wing-back. And... Brought two subs on to support the striker, Bayless and do neither of whom really had any impact on the game until the closing moments when business, Bayless was very busy, tended to use, lose the ball more often than not. No? And I think those four substitutions together were a key turning point because Wrexham uh, managed to get themselves on top at that point, although there was an opportunity. I mean, well, it's bigger problem. Almost straight away, Barnett's involved and is ripping a great cross into the box. An excellent defensive header gets it clear and Shrewsbury are penned into their penalty area for a good couple of minutes as Wrexham probe and push. In the end, Evans pulls a long-distance shot well wide. But the, the, the game had changed. Wrexham are on the front foot now and not just holding their own, but dominating and penning Shrewsbury in. And the goal comes in the 72nd minute. A corner is cleared. Uh, I I, would say clearly, Toza wins the corner, heads it into the goalmouth on target, and the defender blocks it in front of the goalkeeper. They really struggle, they can't get it out. Wrecks them fight hard uh, to keep them penned in. O'Connor is involved in some build up play on the right, and when the ball is switched over to the left, he just jogs into the box. Nobody picks him up. And when the ball is fed centrally again, George Evans looks like he's going to hit it from 25 yards, but plays a disguised little reverse pass to Dolby. Dolby, calm as anything, just rolls it across square. And O'Connor takes a first-time left-foot shot. It's going in the bottom corner, and the defender, Dunkley, leans that across, gets a foot to it. And like I said, it's a mirror image of that early incident when O'Connor is foiled, uh, foils Dunkley, but this time the deflection just spins cruelly centrally in the goal. The keeper's going down to his right to try and save it. Agonizing if you're a Shrewsbury fan, beautiful if you're a Wrexham fan. Watching that ball loop from the deflection and the keeper stretches his left arm out desperately. He just can't reach it. He's clawing thin air and the ball goes in. Cue pandemonium. And I've got to say that in the closing stages, after that, Wrexham really looked like we'd get the second goal. In fact, I, I was kind of anticipating it. Shrewsbury were looked a bit shocked. They didn't react well to the goal. Their fans didn't either, which is understandable. Um, bizarrely, Taylor brought Bowman off, and then they started going long through the middle. But they'd taken off their big target man, who's actually winning headers against Tozer, and the striker they brought on, Mata, the New Zealand international, looked fast. He was outpacing Tozer but he didn't have much chance when they were lumping it long. It was a peculiar decision. Wrexham had another opportunity soon afterwards, a Shrewsbury corner, which Wrexham broke from brilliantly. Shrewsbury were leaving Mullen marks by one on the halfway line, which was a bizarre risk. Walsall got away with that a couple of weeks ago. Shrewsbury were lucky to. This time, the ball was cleared from the corner. Mullen charging forwards, a two-on-two break. Lee made a great run through the middle. Mullen found him and uncharacteristically for Lee, one-on-one with the keeper, he took a heavy touch, and the ball bounced away from him, and the chance was gone. There were two moments in added time, though, when Shrewsbury could easily have forced a replay, and they finally, with centre-back staying up the pitch, started to keep the pressure on Wrexham, and rain the long balls into the area. Both chances fell to Perry. The first one was the absolute setter. Four minutes of added time played. Uh, loop uh, The ball is looped in to the area headed downwards and perry is there six yards out eight yards out on his own glorious chance he tried to hit it the first time his balance is off it gets it all wrong puts it quite well wide i mean it's a glorious opportunity he has to score and then a minute later again there's danger cross comes in it's deflected to perry on the edge of the area He drives in and smashes a shot inches wide of the left post. The Concours couldn't get to it. I think, to be fair, though, Evans had made a huge lunge in an effort to make an interception. And for me, I suspect, looking at the replays, if it had been on target, I think Evans would have got the block in or deflected it into the top corner. Who knows? But anyway, final whistle went. Massive celebrations and Wrexham are through. Uh, Looking at the performances... I mean, there's got to be said, again, this idea of the Shrewsbury being hard done by. Conquo made one easy save. And that was it. So they didn't work him. Uh, but he was good, though, because in the early stages, when they were putting long balls in, he was... Using his height and his reach brilliantly, there was one where there was a long ball which you sort of thought at best you're going to punch that. He came, and he actually managed to stretch over Tozer and Bowman and catch it. And you think, wow, that's a big bloke with long arms, but it's very useful to have that. And his quick delivery of the ball was good as well. So you know he turned pressure into a counter attack very quickly. We did counter attack well in this match. The center backs soldiers deserve great kudos. I mean, Toza first. I thought Toza again, I mean, he's in excellent form and he was so commanding at the back. Uh, you know, I mean, he had a great scrap with Bowman, but Toza won that battle. Uh, huge credit to him. The other two centre-backs I found interesting. In the first half, you know, Sabawali was getting at O'Connor sometimes and I was you know, slightly concerned by that. It was a good scrap between them. But in the second half, O'Connor... Like I say, dominated the guy and he had to go off halfway through the second half because he wasn't getting anywhere so you know, really well played got the goal as well and brought the ball forwards and used it well when there was a bit more space in the second half uh, on the other side I thought Clueth as well looked a tiny bit edgy he looked a little bit reluctant to pass the ball forwards he looked a little bit conservative to me and made that little miscontrol on the edge of the box that could have been punished uh, when Shipley poked the ball for, uh, towards goal uh, I noticed that at the very start of the second half Clueth got the ball and looked to play a much more ambitious pass, he didn't get it right, but he looked to play the right pass, the um, the, the progressive pass, and although he got it wrong, I know Tozer very notably ran across, and cupped his hand, and was talking to him in his ear, and was surely saying, you know, yeah that's what we've, you've been told at half time, keep doing that, don't worry that you got that pass wrong, keep doing it, and in the second half I thought Kluwerth was immense, absolutely immense, he used the ball well going forwards, he passed the ball forwards, uh he got into the, the box on a couple of occasions at one point it looked like he might get one on one he was running at the last defender <laughs> but, a, but a solid tackle stopped him and at the other end oh his, his defending was excellent especially as matter was trying to make into out runs to the left hand side and included was snuffing him out really well or oh, the other thing with tozer i said before that matter was faster than him he was but tozer was fast enough to keep close to him if he was outpaced and as i've said on a number of occasions he's so good at forcing that quick player wide and then boxing him in against the touchline until there's support and he did that really well with Mata, who looks an interesting striker but didn't get anywhere against Toza. the wingbacks i thought ford had a, a decent solid game and cut some early crosses in but as it went on his influence was less i think i, I mean partly because benning was very impressive at left wing-back. And then those simultaneous substitutions sort of switched things around a bit on that flank, more of that in a moment. On the other side, uh, McLean, yeah, handy bloke to have in a derby. I think it's the right thing to say, isn't it? Goodness me, he battles away. He wins his individual battles against players. I thought Bennett was good on the right-hand side for Shrewsbury and did get some change out of McLean coming forwards. But McLean was a genuine threat in the other direction too. In the middle of the pitch, yeah, three excellent performances. Evans for us in the commentary team, head and shoulders man of the match. Such class, class, sorry, class and control. He's so calm on the ball when there's pressure all around him. Brings it out. He carries it well. Passes well. He just underpinned any, everything. He defended the back three when we were under pressure, and he brought the ball forwards when we had it. And and was it the player able to make? Track? Transitions, excellent performance by Evans. I pardon. Hiccups again. How do they get hiccups in this room? Why do I get hiccups in this room? something going on here. Lee equally did very well. Trying to get into attacking positions, but more importantly, his quality on the ball and also his endeavour, as always, was crucial. Made some cracking tackles as well. And then Cannon as well, battling away. Uh, he ended up getting subbed late on, but again, I think he pours everything into it. A real, again, a performance full of heart from him. Up front, Fletcher didn't quite get the change that he was hoping for. He attempted an overhead kick at one point in the first half, which would have been remarkable if he'd made proper contact with it. Um but yeah, that wasn't quite his day and credit to the Shrewsbury centre-back, so I thought they did a very good job against him in the air. But he was always alert and looking for possibilities. Uh, like I said before, I've, I've already given my eulogy about Mullen. Mullen was terrific, really, really fabulous Looking at the substitutes, like I say, I think Barnett and Dolby changed the game. Dolby was full of energy. Uh, Fletcher, having worn down the centre backs, Dolby was winning headers against them, and he was also looking a bit fresher and sharper than them. Like I said, there was a possibility for Mullen to run in. Dolby was not as fast as Mullen, but he was still making those runs down the channels and, and behind and stretching their defence. And nice calm assist for the goal as well. And Barnett, yeah, Barnett. I mean, like I said, I'll get back. To, I said I'd get back to this, didn't I. You've got Shipley suddenly dropped back from an attacking position to be a wing-back against Barnett, who's come on because Benning's doing a good job. And, yeah, so Barnett's running at Shipley, and Barnett's getting a succession of good crosses into good areas. And, yeah, absolute massive credit to him. He was a real threat down the right-hand side. Uh, We also, well, we brought on uh, James Jones for Cannon. With 13 minutes left, with 6 added minutes as well. You can guess what I'm going to say about James Jones, can't you? just winning tackles, tidying on the ball, the sort of player that's very handy when you're now digging in to see out a result. Uh, Jordan Davis came on right in the last minute. There was uh, very little time for him to make any influence. It was 94th minute. And Wrexham won. Brilliant stuff. Right, pack your bags for Leewood Park, and uh, I'll see you there with the final score of Shrewsbury Town 0. Wrexham won. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.